In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. I love it when we do the Acts reading that way and have all these voices from around the congregation giving us just a little sense of what it was like in that room in Jerusalem when there was this cacophony. But in addition to the noise and in addition to the wind whipping through that room, we have the right question at the end of that reading from the Acts of the Apostles, which is, of course, what does it mean? What does it mean? Well, the first thing it means is that the Spirit has been let loose. Jesus has been talking about the Spirit for some time with the disciples, promising them that the Spirit will come and giving them different names. The Spirit is an advocate. Good to have someone who's advocating for you. The Spirit is the comforter. Who doesn't want that? And one word which doesn't translate into a single word, but is the one that will come alongside you. And who among us doesn't want that? But today in the gospel reading, we get a little bit more. All that is mine, he will give to you. And this is right after Jesus has said, all that God has and is has been given to me, and all that is mine will be given to you. So that spirit is going to advocate and comfort and come alongside, but that spirit let loose is also going to fill us up with God's own spirit, and that's pretty amazing. At least it seemed pretty amazing back there in Jerusalem. But there's always another question, and it's always the critical question for us. And that question is, why does it matter? That was amazing in Jerusalem, but why does it matter if it matters still? Pentecost and the Spirit is actually all about growth. Now, those disciples were all adults at that point, so we aren't talking about physical growth. And there was still plenty that they didn't know or understand. It is about growth in faith, because as you grow in faith, you actually understand more, but you will also, as we see in that story, become really excited to share what you've learned. And the main thing they've learned is that the love of God cannot even be stopped by death. They know that from Jesus' resurrection, and they know it now because they have the spirit of Jesus within them, and it is an amazing experience. So it's a gift for anyone when they receive the spirit. So it's a gift for us. But through the disciples, it became a gift for what would be the church. Now remember, when they were gathered in Jerusalem, they were basically a little band of people. But suddenly all these people from all over the area heard about Jesus. And they got excited. And they got filled with the Spirit. And it turns out, if you keep reading the Acts of the Apostles, Within like two days, 3,000 people had been baptized. That's pretty good for a group of 12 
up to now timid disciples. And within a hundred years, the church was all over the Mediterranean basin. And within a few hundred more, it had begun to spread into Asia and into Europe. And over time, it spread and it spread and it got to America. And that's actually why we're here because of the gift of the Holy Spirit and people being so excited to talk about the gospel that others listened and they got excited too. So the Spirit is a gift for the disciples, is absolutely a gift for the church, and that's all great good news, but I'll be honest, it's really not enough. It's really not enough. So now I want to sort of put that over here. We'll come back to why it's not enough and say what I already set up there in my welcome, which is today is Recognition Sunday, and we're going to celebrate our kids and all the amazing things they do in our worship life and in our life together, from youth group to acolyting to ushering to confirmation, all of that, all of the music they provide, all of the singing they provide, and we're going to celebrate the people who help them the teachers and the leaders. And because it's this time of year, you might be excused for thinking it's kind of like graduation. You know, graduation where you move from first grade to second grade, where you leave high school and get ready maybe to go to college, or you graduate from college and are getting ready for your next job. But graduation is always about what you learned. There are other things that happen, but you know, you don't get from first grade to second grade until you've done the stuff you needed to learn in first grade, and then you can learn more stuff in second grade. What you knew as a freshman in college is not what you know when you're a senior. You know a whole lot more. It's about what you learn. We all learn stuff here in our church school, in the youth group, by singing and playing music, by working in the service. You learn how worship works. You learn stuff. That's not what we're celebrating, though. We're celebrating the reality that all those things we do here and all those things we do for those of us who are adults, we do so that people will grow in faith, so they will grow in the knowledge and love of God in Christ. Those who sing, pray twice. Those who learn those Bible studies have a sense of where God might be in their own stories. Those who go through confirmation learn a whole bunch of stuff, but mostly what they learn is that the gift they got at baptism is a gift they need to claim for their own. And we know that all these things we do are about growth because we were given the Spirit at baptism. If you were baptized... At the end of that baptism, a cross was made with oil on your forehead. And one of the priests said, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. Forever. So you already have the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have a sense of the Holy Spirit as your advocate or your comforter or the one who comes alongside you, I would like to invite you to spend part of this day getting to know the Holy Spirit, introducing yourself, asking the Holy Spirit to, in fact, make the Spirit's presence 
clear to you because it can change everything. But once you have the spirit, it's not about learning more stuff, though you'll learn more stuff. It's about growing in faith, growing in faith, and growing in faith. And that matters for us, and it matters for the church. But most of all, because God didn't come because he so loved the church. God came because God so loved the world. It matters for the world. Because when people like those first disciples and like us are really excited about the gospel, have really discovered what it means for us, that we need to share it with other folks, then we want to also share it with the whole world and change the world so that the world looks a little bit more on earth as it does in heaven. If you're wondering, has that ever happened? I want to give you a couple of examples. The church has done some terrible things over the centuries, and that's been the case when they listen to the world as it is rather than the Spirit of God. But when they listened to the Spirit of God, some Christians became among the fiercest abolitionists in England and in this country because they knew slavery was not what God had in mind. Then it turns out there were people who knew that Jesus was all about healing. And so back in the 19th century, they did wild things like found hospitals because they thought everyone should know the gift of healing. St. Luke's Hospital, which is now Mount Sinai, Morningside Heights, which just makes me smile. But St. Luke's Hospital was founded by a priest. Columbia Presbyterian was founded by the Presbyterians. And over the main door, it says, from the Most High comes healing. That's what happens when you get filled by the Spirit. Sometimes it can change a whole country. You might find that a bishop rises up and leads a nation to overthrow apartheid. And then when the country is reborn, actually thinks that through the spirit, that country, all of that country, white and black in South Africa, could know both truth and reconciliation. When the spirit gets going, it grows the church, but it changes the world. So that's actually why we're here today, to celebrate the life-changing, world-altering power of the Holy Spirit in your life, in the life of the church, and for the sake of the world. And here is what I think is one of the best gifts. You get the Spirit at baptism. That Spirit is with you and can grow and grow and grow. And as it leads you forward, you don't ever have to graduate because it's the gift for your whole life long. Amen.